2: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelp at
3: or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCS. He comes in and helps us out with uh, computer uh, questions, comments, and concerns. Bob's been with us about ten years, and uh, he gives up his Saturday morning to kind of co-host with me because I can't—I don't have all the answers. Come on, so Bob helps me out. And uh, so, feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC, and uh, we'll do our best to help Yeah, A couple things happening—I kind of alluded last week to an issue where we had picked up a new uh, client. Um, they uh, are a town. And their old IT provider had registered the domain name for the town in his name. Convenient, huh? Um, so we, uh, the town went to court, and believe it or not, the old IT provider prevailed. And again, it's one of those nine-tenths of the law. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. So what I'm bringing up here for you guys is if you have web developers or IT providers that are supporting your domain name, you know, bobshori.com, you know, Bob, you'd like to have that domain name. It should be yours, right, Bob? If you have an unscrupulous IT provider register that domain name for you, you've asked them to do so, to please register your domain name, and you're happy to pay a fee for that. If they register bobshori.com and put themselves as the registrant, they own you. And the judge found in favor of the unscrupulous IT provider that he owns the domain name. For this town, so the town had to use a different uh, domain name. They're gonna have to change some of their stationery and their business cards because this guy had sour grapes because they went to a different provider, namely us. Well, <laughs> but, I th- but that wasn't our fault. They called us because of other issues with this guy.
1: But I thought that this was should have been litigated through like ICANN and uh, or you know
3: well, it doesn't really matter at this point. They could litigate it through ICANN, but the point is the registrant was the IT provider. So if you want to find out if you are the master of your domain, a little uh, Seinfeld reference, just kidding. If you want to find out if you're the owner of your domain, um, go to whois, and we'll put a link up for you at computertalkwithtab.com. Put in your domain name and see who is the registrant. Is it you or is it your IT provider or your uh, web developer? Because if it, if you have any issues with these folks, and need to change, and they want to be unscrupulous. Now, in my 27 years, it's the first time a sour grapes IT provider wanted to cause trouble for his past client like this. Most companies are on the up and up and are going to simply, yeah, you're right. Of course, we'll go ahead and pass over the domain name. This guy didn't want to do it. He wanted to take his marbles and, and say, oh, I I. To, Yeah, so I'm not sure if it was very, very long-sighted of him, but uh, – that's what you decided to do. But if you want to protect yourself, make sure your domain is registered so that you are the registrant and not the IT provider or the web developer.
1: And if you're in a situation where somebody else is the registrant, right. while they're you're still their customer, I would start negotiating about having them change that change that, yeah. or develop a plan
3: exactly. <laughs> in case. I'm just being aware is half the battle. Uh, In other news, uh, Consumer Reports just dealt a little blow to the boys at Microsoft. They are no longer recommending Microsoft Surface laptops. Now, as we know, Microsoft has been writing software for an upteen number of years, and they've had some good software operating systems and some bad ones, and they decided they wanted to get in the hardware business. So you've got companies like HP, Lenovo. These folks have been building Dell. All these guys have been building laptops and tablets for decades, Microsoft decided, hey, we can do it ourselves just like Apple. Well, there's been enough um, information out now about the Microsoft Surfaces that uh, that consumer reports, who conducted a survey of nearly 91,000 people who bought new uh, laptops and tablets between 2014 and 2017, are now saying that the study estimated that about 25% of Microsoft Surface devices will have problems by the end of the second year of owning it, thus they can't recommend it. Um, so, just some information about the uh, the fo- the boys at Microsoft and what they're doing for hardware and what Consumer Reports feels about them. We'll put a link up here. You can take a read for yourself. What else you got, Bob?
1: Well, for those of you that are looking to cut the cable,
3: yeah, oh, we cool. got to- everyone's looking to cut the cable.
1: Oh, we got some we got some potential clouds out in distance. <laughs> yeah. Storm clouds rolling in. Mm-hmm. Netflix reportedly hopes to keep Marvel which I watch and I love, mm-hmm. and Star like, Wars movies. Like the movies. Flash. Yeah, and Star Wars movies. And they've got about 100 or so uh, Disney movies that mm-hmm. they're offering at this point. Yeah. And they're in negotiations, and they're going to try to keep it. Right. The problem is is that Disney is decided that they're going to open their own streaming company. Of course. Actually, they're going to open more than one. How many, I'm not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this. They're going to open one up for ESPN, our mm-hmm. buddies uh, across town. Yeah. And they're going to open up one for themselves, Mm -hmm. so they're looking to get into this market. And you know, this is what they do. So you know, to me, it's like no big surprise. Right. The problem is, is uh, a lot of people I don't think understand, or maybe these people don't understand, is that they're putting a lot of competition on the providers. So you got Netflix as a provider, you got Hulu and Zulu, and you got uh, uh, Comcast has got their own, and Mm -hmm. and now we got Disney and. Mm -hmm. Countless others. And
3: 10 bucks a pop.
1: 10 bucks a pop. Doesn't sound like a lot of money, but if you want to get all the variety, you know, then Mm it's 10 bucks here, 10 bucks there, 10 bucks. At the end of the day, you're back up to where you were when you were with the Monopoly
3: Cable Company. Right.
1: Who is going to be switching over to uh, charging you by the gigabyte?
3: Yeah, by the megabit. Or the yeah. megabit—that's even yeah. worse. All right,
1: penny a meg.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's—it's uh, it's, going to be just like the old uh, old days of cable. So you're you're cutting the cable. You're thinking you're going to save some money, and before you know it, you're paying for every byte coming down, and you're paying for every channel. Now, at least with streaming, you can choose—you know—you can choose to pay for Nessun. But in this case, I'm paying for Yes too. I don't want to pay for Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's how these uh, monopolies work on the cable side of things. So. If we offered some other competition on the broadband side, then we would have uh, a little more uh, choice. I don't mind if, if I, I don't mind not watching Disney or choosing to watch Disney. I mean, mm. at least you can choose to do it.
1: Well, I was always frustrated by the fact when we had cable, the the cable television service, mm. I could I had a choice of three hundred and fifty channels, <laughs> of which I watched about ten. I know. If you add what my family watched, it was maybe up to twenty. Right, And, you know, they refused to go with a la carte. Nope, so it was an all-or-nothing deal. So, you know, I ain't got nothing.
3: The more it changes, the more it stays the same. You know, they just catch you in a different way. And, again, it's more expensive. Anything you're paying for by the gigabit or the ter- you know, whatever you're paying for data-wise is l- going to be a lot more expensive than it was just broadcast to you over the same cable line. Right. I mean, you're streaming high-definition 4K. You're going to be paying an arm and a leg for your data usage and you're going to be affecting the internet for everybody else but it can't be prioritized thanks to net neutrality <laughs> it's just a big mess it's just a big mess um photo bucket photo bucket is a company that allows uh, uh, the hosting of images all right you can put hundreds and hundreds of images on photo bucket this is a, this is a company of about 50 employees and they've got 100 million customers and people were sticking their photos up here up in the uh, photo bucket cloud and uh, everybody was happy, right? I think it was free because they would use advertising to cover the cost of their servers that they had to pay for to host your free um, images. And they just recently changed um, their agreement. Just sent an email out and saying, "Well, guys, guess what? If you want this service, you got to pay us four hundred bucks a year." It's kind of how the cloud works, right? It's all free for a while, and then they're like, "We're getting you." And uh, so, basically, you're going to have to pay about 400 bucks a year, so that you could can host your, your images on bucket. And the issue here is that the users were given no advance notice. So basically, you either go from you go from everything's working fine, and your SD images or whatever you're putting up on eBay, your pictures of your old whatever you're selling on eBay, were available for free. Now, boom, you got to pay 400 bucks a year. Uh, again, the cloud can change. Can turn dark on you in any second, <laughs> well, <and not laughs> whether that, you like it or not.
1: People would have their own um, website with their family photos and what have you
3: linked over to PhotoBucket,
1: right? And all of a sudden, it's turned off. You can't <laughs> even access your own photos anymore unless you pay the three hundred bucks.
3: Well, what do you want? It was free. You know, right. if you linked, if you
1: didn't right. link, right, you're fine. But how do you access them if you're not linked to them?
3: Well that's the thing, yeah, you got to decide to pay. So they have 100 million users and if those if 1% of them decide to pay, they're going to make 400 million dollars is what is what's going on here with the photo bucket. But the point in this story, I'm going to put it out here for you, is your cloud can turn stormy at the drop of a dime. They don't if you look at any of the ULA, the user license agreements, most of them are going to tell you A, they're not responsible for your data and B, they can do whatever they want whenever they want. And, the, and everything you put up there is theirs.
1: And make sure that uh, you have them backed up and you have copies. Otherwise you may never <laughs> see them again. Yeah,
3: exactly. So photo bucket's gonna change their rules. If you if you want your photos, pay them four hundred bucks. And if you want to keep using the service. Otherwise, you're out of luck.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's not a lot of competition.
3: <laughs> of course. I mean the cost to have all these servers built to host free. Images up there is ridiculous. I mean, this company is paying an arm and a leg just for power, probably to house to house all these free images, and they were not making any money. Their model was a poor model. It's an, uh, a a uh, ad driven model. Nobody reads those ads on on. Uh,
1: so when the price is websites. free,
3: yeah, you're the commodity.
1: <laughs> there you go.
3: <laughs> so we'll put a link up there for you, and you can take out take a look at PhotoBucket. But my point here is that any of the cloud services you subscribe to today can go poof tomorrow. Literally go poof tomorrow. There is no – they have nothing in their systems that say, well, we will give you a three-month period to get your stuff off.
1: They could turn it off tomorrow. Well, How about that one that uh, – uh, what, a year or two ago that said you got 30 days and for $5,000 will help you get off? Yeah, and
3: imagine how many people <laughs> have to go after that. There's, there's stuff. So just be careful because in the old days of having your own control over your destiny, it's one thing. Now your stuff is stuck in the cloud and that company goes out of business. That company gets purchased. They change their model. You're out of luck. So we're going to put a link to these uh, articles, and we're going to uh, get to your calls. We're going to step out for a quick break. We have three lines open for you, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till uh, 11 (laughs) o'clock. I'm not sure what time we're going to be here, so that's not good. I'll be here until 11 o'clock, taking your computer calls, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best. If you also want to have us tell me a story about maybe a time where your domain name was kept by your old IT provider or your old web, uh, web host or web designer uh, because they had sour grapes because you went somewhere else, uh, feel free to chime in so you can let people know what to be aware of uh, because it is a thing a rare thing but it does happen and to make sure you are the registrant of your domain name
1: yeah you know one of the things that people might need to be aware of too after a certain number of years that sour grapes person mm-hmm. might uh, get tired of paying for it
3: and it'll become free available and then again. it
1: could become available
3: yeah and there are sites actually that will you can actually register for that will look to see when that registration ends so that they could cyber swoop it, yeah they can swoop in grab it back for you uh, faster than the sour grapes person can do it, and that way you can arrest control that way. Uh, but it's a big mess out there. But if you've ever had an experience where somebody uh, did this to you, I'd love to hear the story. Let's get to your calls. we got a couple lines open, one 800 522-WTIC. We're going to go to Jim in Agawam next. Hey, Jim.
4: Uh, good, good morning, gentlemen.
3: Morning.
0: I've
4: uh, got a little problem that you've addressed before, oh. uh, and that is during the night, my computer I leave on the sleep mode, yeah. and it wakes up. And originally you talked about uh, going to uh, the device manager, to the mouse, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, clicking off the uh, – uh, there's a an area – under power management, it's, uh, there's an area that says, allow this device to wake the computer, mm-hmm. which I turned off, yep. did not click it, mm-hmm. and it seemed to work.
0: Okay. Well, recently
4: I got the uh, chance and I bought a uh, Logitech uh, gaming bo- uh, keyboard and mouse. Yep. And uh, uh, the last three nights, I guess it wakes the computer up. And I just went by it uh, and, hit the mouse, and it turns the computer on.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a feature. Uh, or or
4: bring, wakes it wakes up out of its uh, sleep mode. Right. So I went into the device manager, and now I see two mice, uh, two uh, mouse settings.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: The first one, uh, when I click on it, it just says uh, uh, Microsoft uh, mouse setting. Yep. Uh, and it has the uh, power management po- uh, tab that I can go to. Mm-hmm. The second one, when I click on it, uh, it uh, says Logitech Gaming Virtual Mouse. Yep. It does not have the tab.
0: Hmm.
4: So, my uh, and I think it was yesterday, I took the first mouse and said, uh, take it off. And, uh, well, I guess make it uh, uh, non-usable. And I went ahead and did it, and lo and behold, now I couldn't do anything with the mouse. I panicked. <laughs> I don't know what I hit, but I got it back.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, so oh.
4: I was just wondering, is there a way to, because the other one worked when I, uh, when I told it, uh, you know, not to uh, allow it to uh, open the mouse.
3: So do you walk past this computer so much that it just it jingles the mouse enough to wake it up? Is that the issue?
4: No, oh. uh, it appears, and I haven't done this enough, but it appears on this latest one when it wakes up, mm-hmm. uh, it is due to a uh, an update from Microsoft.
0: Ah, yeah, that makes more those sense.
3: Wonderful
4: updates that just rearrange stuff and do absolutely nothing for you.
3: Yeah, no, I know. So it may not be the mouse doing that then. So Jim, the idea of the mouse waking it up is a feature that I like um, when I go to my computer I, I shake my mouse and the uh, computer wakes up
4: yes but I uh, the, the problem I have was I thought I turned it off
3: I don't think it's I don't think it's causing it I think it is the update that's causing it the, I see. the update is trying to come down unless bob has another idea I have an
1: article on uh, from logitech site that says how to fix it
3: they have a the way to fix it with the gaming mouse all right so hang on Jim we're going to try to answer it through logitech. Okay. But I don't think it's going to change anything. But that's just me. So hang on one sec. We have to go through the news. Can you hang on? Sure. All right. Well, we'll keep. We'll hang on to Jim, and we'll see if we can help him out. Feel free to get online. We have a couple lines open for you on this lovely Saturday morning. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC, five two two WTIC. And if you were the victim of a cyber squatter, where they kind of took over your domain name and you thought they were registering it for you, but then they took it away from you, give me, come on, give me a ring. Let me know if, if uh, what the story was, and so we can help other folks. might have experienced that. Thankfully, it's fairly rare, but it does occur. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We still have a couple lines open for you guys. I know it's a lovely Saturday morning, and it was supposed to rain, but didn't it did earlier, which is great? So you were probably outside, but if you ever have a, a need to talk to computer geeks, the pasty white computer geeks, for are sitting in here, you know, not able to get at the sun for you. <laughs> so feel free to get online and we'll do our best to help you out. We're going to go back to Jim in Agawam. You still there, Jim? Yes. So uh, Bob does seem to have found something with Logitech and uh, this issue. Uh, you want to kind of explain it, Bob?
1: Well, yeah. It, uh, Looks like it, uh, it's a hardware issue, and they have a. Yeah, you know, I just lost it. <laughs> but they have a, a setting you can go to that's on this uh, link that we're going to put up for you. Oh, okay. And uh, it tells you where to go, where you can uh, change the settings so that you can actually get to it. Fantastic. And make it work, yeah.
3: So, but he, he does think it's vibration. Um, that's. that's- causing the mouse to go ahead and, and do this. You know, I used to live in a, a, a house that was near a, 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 a truck path. You know, you could actually, the trucks would go by and you, they'd downshift and the whole house would rattle. <laughs> so uh, if you are if you have an area where you're getting some sort of vibration, I guess that could be making the mouse uh, turn on for you. Okay. So, otherwise, uh, I, I can't imagine the update doing it, but maybe it is doing it.
4: I think- All right, then I'll, I'll head towards... Uh, Computer Talk, uh, uh, your website, and yeah. uh, look at the, uh, the item that you put on there for me.
3: Yep, and if you, you can also find it on our Facebook page right now. The website is taking a little extra time than it normally does, but if you go to our Facebook page, uh, uh, it'll be there too. Oh, you don't have Facebook?
4: I I don't like Facebook. I don't blame you. Uh, so I stay off of it. But I'll if I have to, I'll go there.
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, but it'll be up on the website eventually.
4: Good. Yeah, Gentlemen, okay. thanks again. All right, Jim, good luck. Bye.
3: All right, bye bye. Yeah,
1: basically, what it says, internet here is a little slow today.
3: Yeah, oh my gosh, it's slow today in here.
1: But, it is uh, dog slow. It says if you have two mice attached, then you would need to uncheck the allow this device to wake device the computer option. Allow this device to wake the computer option. For both mice plus a keyboard in the Windows Device Manager. Right. Use this process below to identify and configure the unifying devices to not wake up, and then it gives you uh, some actual screenshots.
3: Right, and that's right within Logitech support. Right. I mean, having having your machine go to sleep mode is a good thing. It's a it's valuable. It, it saves you some energy. Um, you know, it's something that I use too. But also, it's not a bad it not a big deal. To saves turn it off. your
1: screen from burning. And you yeah, know comes... there are people that say that you don't have burn-in with the LCDs, right? But I've seen it.
3: No, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So you know you can get burn-in with an LCD. Well, some of our clients have their their screens for a decade, so eventually it's gonna well, burn. We have
1: clients <laughs> that are still using CRTs. Well, for some of their <laughs> old
3: machines, yes. It's the nature of the beast. So feel free to get online. We have three lines wide open for you on this Saturday morning, Eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. Do you want to bring up any more news, uh, Bob, while we wait for calls?
1: Yeah, I have a good one here. Yeah. Google's ugly ducking. Ugly duckling. I'm having a problem mm, to, yeah. talking today. Uh, the glass. Remember Google Glass? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It becomes an enterprise swan. Really? Yes. Who wants to use that now? Well, there are a lot of companies, actually, that bought the Google Glass, mm-hmm. and they wrote their own apps. Oh, sure. Because Google did come up with where you could download the development, you know, um, API and, stuff. and be able to uh, write your own apps. Yeah. And they found that in many industries, this is really helping them. Really? So it's a really a good uh, article. I would um, say that it'd be a good idea could you could, write, uh, you could uh, go to come consu- Computer Talk with Tab mm-hmm. and uh, read the whole article, but it started off as a disaster because all they saw was the big money. This would be the cool thing, and everybody would have it. And you know, then we had all the glass. You know what?
3: Yeah, the glass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, they were called uh, uh, yeah, a yeah derogatory term to have mm-hmm. there. But the point on.
1: being is that I could see this as being a very beneficial thing. For instance, um, and the, and this is the where it's getting. When you're uh, a technician out on site Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're working on something and you need a second set of eyes, you're right there.
3: Right. You can actually bring somebody else in to see what you're seeing.
1: To see what you're seeing and help aid you in that. Right. And uh, in some areas where you're working on something and you need both hands so you can't hold a camera up or, Mm -hmm. you know, they found that a lot of support and a lot of tech areas – that this has been very beneficial and it actually pays for itself. There's a real return on investment.
3: But I thought they had stopped selling it, uh, or or is it still out there, or is it just? It's that- still out there. You can buy it,
1: hmm. but it's not. Um, it's not, uh, let's say, available to the public. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't go into the on this article. They're like
3: fifteen hundred bucks a pop, right?
1: Right. But you know what I mean when you're doing this uh, high tech support, right? You know what I mean? It's well worth
3: it. Yeah, especially if you're working on complex machinery or something like that. That does make some sense.
1: Because it gives you a return on investment over time.
3: Right. So if you've got your guy out there working on some vacuum machine for some monster industrial purpose, you can just be instead of just that one guy working on it, it could be a whole collaborative team seeing what's going on or what the, you can see with the tech sees. You well, can even have a, okay. a, a neophyte put the glasses on who doesn't know what he's doing. Put the wrench in his hand like, you know, a That's guy right. like me and have me turn the the, the, the nuts and bolts.
1: Well, let's say, uh, you know, and I could see this in our in our business. You go out and you go on site for what's supposed to be an easy problem. Right. And all of a sudden it turns out to be a tough problem. Right. And the guy that really knows the solution is sitting back at the office right. or out at another client. Right. So then, you know, you, you dial in to the, to the phone. You look through the guy's eyes and say, oh, I can see the problem right away. Navigate right. here and go there and, and type this
3: in. I get kind of dizzy, I would think. But you're right. I mean, if you think about it, you have to be – the thing about being a cameraman, though. You go from being a human, looking around like a normal human. Now, all of a sudden, you need to focus for the guy on the other end. You can get kind of – you know.
1: Well, then they can also put um, – it's like a heads-up display with the Google Glass. And they're making them bigger now, so they don't have to be attractive. Mm-hmm. And well, for geeks, you, we don't care. You have a heads-up display, so they can actually put instructions up right in front of your eyes. Right. So you can read what to do. So there, there's a number of things, and they have a picture in this article that shows a, a, It's a on the left. It's a, a assembly engine manual mm-hmm. for uh, the GV, GE aviation mechanics used to consult. Wow. Okay. Now, they're using a Google Glass, and
3: they there's bring an the action. manual right up in front of them. Yeah, the manual is a, like it like a thousand pages. Of documents now you're just bringing it up virtually. Right.
1: So you bring in a tech and you got that manual. They got to flip through page after page after page. Right. Whereas with the it's Google right Glass. It's right in front of their eyes, and uh, you know they have both hands. They don't have to go flipping through the manual.
3: And at least they're probably gonna you know read the manual. And so it, you used to, we used to use the term you know read the flipping manual RTFM. Now it's gonna be get your Google Glass on.
1: Well, you know that. what happens? You go out on site. And you don't have the manual.
3: Right. Uh-huh. Now, with the recent issues with Google, are they going to make Google Glass for men and then Google Glass for women? Because obviously they have different styles. And uh, you Well, know.
1: I think that they're only selling to the enterprise market at this right. point now. Right. And, well, that's pretty much what it's saying. Yeah. And this article kind of comments at the end that that's really where they should have started with it rather than going for you know the global – Cool factor, you know, yeah, the yeah, iPhone walking around and factor, having, if yeah, you will. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah you're it, right. They should have gone enterprise first, business Then first. it would have been
1: developed. They would have had apps available, right. and then people would have taken interest in it and wrote their own apps. Right. And it would have become socially acceptable because before it first became socially unacceptable.
3: Yeah, it's creepy to have somebody with a camera looking at you all day long.
1: Well, people would learn that there's going to be etiquette with any new technology. Right.
3: So feel free to get online, guys. We have the board is wide open on this Saturday morning. All of you guys are either enjoying the weather or, or don't have any computer problems. And occasionally, in our past 22 years, we have had moments like this where every computer problem within the sound of our voice has been solved, meaning everything is working fine for you, which is great. So we're glad to hear that. But if you do have an issue, now is the time to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two. Uh, WTIC, and we'll do our best to help you out. We're going to take a quick break and get back to your calls. And we are back. And you guys, you do have computer problems. We thought you might. You know, we didn't think we solved them all, so now all the lines are jammed up. So thank you for calling us on this Saturday morning. We we, we figure someday all the computer problems will be solved, and uh, we'll be able to, you know, Bob and I will be able to go outside and enjoy the weather. But until that day, we will be here, or until 1080 says you're out of here. <laughs> Either one of those two days, we'll be here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go to our resident groupie, Danny. Hey, Danny, what's going on?
2: You guys, you sound refreshed from the uh, vacation.
3: It, is, it was nice to be off for a you little while. You
2: sound a little perkier.
3: <laughs> That's
2: good. That's good. <laughs> hey, uh, I was talking to you about my wife getting a laptop, and you recommended that uh, the HP uh, Experian.
3: The uh, Elite X2 would be one. I haven't heard of the Experian. Oh,
2: wait! wait uh, what's it, uh, I thought it was Experian. Well, mm. anyway, yeah. uh, instead of getting a laptop, can she get a? Um, Like a big Samsung Galaxy tablet with a keyboard?
3: Yes, she could. Uh, She'd have to use uh, app-based software to do things like write a Word document or what have you. But yes, she could. And the Galaxy Tab that you have Mm -hmm. does have a Bluetooth-capable keyboard.
2: Okay, but I just want something with a bigger screen like that 10-inch one or whatever they have. Yeah,
3: you can get a keyboard, though, for that.
2: Oh, okay. Bluetooth. And if you just want to, like, go online and just, you know, go to Amazon and stuff like that, that'd be fine.
3: Correct. Hey, I got a question for you, Danny, because yeah. you're always involved in space. And this big, uh, you know, solar eclipse is coming. Everyone's freaking I out about it. Al-
2: information for you coming up after.
3: Well, hang on one second, though. Okay. Why is everybody so uh, enthused about a little shade? I don't know. It's just shade. I mean, it happens. A and, lot. It, yeah, pr- pretty regularly. It's just shade. Uh, I, I don't get it, frankly. I mean, it's it's cool and all, you know, seeing a super moon every now and again. Oh, it's a big moon, but that's really all you say. Oh, it's a big moon. Uh, oh, it's shade. What uh-huh. what am I missing here? I mean, it's I don't the year twenty seventeen.
2: Why? What the motive for all the hype and all the attention to this is? I mean, they've been talking about it three weeks before the it's yeah. even it's even coming up.
3: It's not like we're some you know stone age tribe trying to figure out why it's shady.
2: Right. and It hasn't happened in fifteen years. Yeah.
3: We. I mean, the news media has talked about this so much. It's almost like shark attacks which haven't happened this summer at all. But it's like the year of the summer of shade. Okay, the shade's coming.
2: Well my, my sister lives in Oregon, down yeah. by Grand Rapids. Yeah. And they are expecting an influx of one million plus people. Right. To the state of Oregon. That's great. I mean, she says there are campsites and there's stuff set up and all the pot stands, you know, because pot's legal there.
3: Oh, right, yeah.
2: And, you know, all the pot and they got eclipse bongs and, I mean, just, it's like
3: uh, off the chain. It reminds me of Close Encounters of the Third Kind when people are making, you know, mashed potato mountains out of uh, Devil's Tower. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, it's cool and all. I mean, I, I appreciate celestial things that occur, but it's like, it's just shade, guys.
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm. 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 I had the same thought. I'm amazed by it. But, but one thing about it that is going to be neat. If mm-hmm. you go to the NASA channel, yep, they are going to have live broadcasts of it from the space station, because uh-huh. the space station is actually going to go through the path of the eclipse on three different orbits.
3: Sure. But so so live broadcast. So all of a sudden, this is a live event, whereas everything we do these days is streamed uh, based on when we want to. So I bet you I could look at the last solar eclipse. How long ago was that, 32 years ago? It might be a little VHS grainy, but... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now it'll be in high-definition, 4K shade. Yeah, hey, now, we now, love it. Now it's in reruns. <laughs> yeah, I heard a story about a bunch of colleges that are throwing up weather balloons to take a video of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. I mean, it's, it's just shade.
2: Oh, uh, well, you know what it is? Uh, maybe it's just all the social media and everybody's got so many little devices and stuff. It, it's yeah. just like, you know, the weather isn't any worse than it used to be with flooding and storms and stuff. But when you watch the news, it is. Because everybody has a... A an video. iPhone or whatever. Right. And they sent the the, the the video into the weather station or to the network or whatever. Yeah. And so uh, maybe it's maybe it's that.
3: I don't know. I don't know, man, but if they're going to get a million people to go out to, to Colorado, more power to them. Good for yeah, them.
2: hey, SpaceX uh, yep. in two days oh. down at the Cape, too.
3: What are they lifting off? What are uh, they're they sending? are
2: sending up a Dragon capsule up for a resupply mission to the space station. Nice. And then in November, he's going to do the uh, the, the uh, Falcon Heavy which is actually three of the regular rockets bundled together. It's going to be the most powerful rocket, uh, thrust potential, payload
3: potential ever. So, Danny, when the last one landed, we were all at TAB. We had the TV on watching the landing. And, of course, coincidentally, the moments before it landed, the signal went away. You couldn't see the actual landing. And then, then seconds later, oh, there's a there's a rocket well, there.
2: You know what? Sometimes that happens because they lose the link from the vibration on the barge.
3: Well, so my my question though is, Danny, yeah. if they've got millions of dollars to to zap a rocket in the sky, they don't yeah. have a few bucks to have a couple guys in a boat uh, just out of range to actually shoot uh, a video of the thing landing.
2: No, I, I well they do have got, they do have boats stationed uh, you know uh, uh, five or ten miles away because those yeah. guys get in as soon as it lands because they have to get in and get up on oh, the. Uh, where's
3: the camera for that? They don't show that. They only show that it's like poof magic. It's, I mean, again, I'm I'm not saying they're not landing, yeah. but it sure does seem kind of coincidental.
2: Well, I have seen some landings where you've the whole video has been been broadcast.
3: Right, it's not running in reverse, right?
2: No, it's not. <laughs>
3: I'm because, just kidding.
2: Because, and another thing is, is the wave conditions because sometimes yeah. that thing is pitching a lot. i
3: love to see that from a different perspective rather than from the barge because well, there, if I
2: there are there are there are videos of it from the uh, cameras offshore um, oh. uh, that are stationed around it. All right. of the actual rocket coming down and landing.
3: That feed doesn't seem to be broadcasting live when that occurs, though. Well, you
1: know, there are people that think that the moon landing was saying. done in well, movies. I'm just joking that, with Danny. You know? I'm
3: just joking.
2: Well, was that something of Gemini Nine or that movie they made where O. J. Simpson was in the movie? <laughs> I Don't
3: remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Danny, thanks for okay, calling. guys, bye. Bye, bye. So, I don't know. Are you guys going to be watching the sky for some shade, and I don't think we're going to really we're going to see some portion of it here in Connecticut.
1: I've seen him before. Have you? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you just take a piece of paper, put a little pinhole in it, and take another piece of paper and you can actually see it that way. Right. And I had a number 14 gold welding lens mm. that I
3: used to actually look at it. Right, yeah. Don't look at it directly. Yeah, I did. With well, with the lens. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you you know, burn your eyes. You burn your eyes out. Um, let's go to John in Weathersfield next. Hey, John, what's up?
1: Hi there. I'm looking
4: for a, a cloud-based backup solution for Windows Server 2011. I am a small business, yep. and the um, Carbonites of the world look at this operating system as a large business and want to charge uh, appropriately for that. Right. So. I'm wondering if there is a Carbonite-type solution that doesn't cost a fortune.
3: So I'm going to give you a little couple of stories. We've I've picked up many accounts, thanks to backup systems like Carbonite or uh, uh, there's a couple other ones out there, that people don't understand the differences between those style backups and full image backups of your system. Um, and the other thing about charging a little more is, I don't know how long you, you can afford to be down, but let's say you have uh, a terabyte of data you want to back up. You know how long it's gonna to take to download that if you crash? No. A week. Hmm. So we picked up accounts thanks to dingalings that would actually set backups for their customers off site like this. And then when they crashed, these these low cost off site backup systems, they don't actually say they'll get you your data back quickly. They just say, well, get it back. (laughs) So you can be down for a week (laughs) as you wait. Uh, So our solutions at TAB are designed for businesses so that we can get them back up rather fast. Uh, So I don't know that I could recommend anything that's like a carbonite that's cheap or something like that for you. I'd have to recommend a business-grade solution that actually delivers a backup when you need it, because that's really what you want, right? So uh, if you want to hold on for a sec, I could talk to you a little bit off air here. We're, talk- we're coming to the top of the hour. Can you do that? Sure. All right, hang yeah, on one sec. Probably... So there is a big difference, guys, and, and we find it out there all the time. And uh, the uh, poor customer who used the other IT provider found out the hard way as he waited for a week for his data to come back off the cloud. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to stick around. We have a couple lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Joe and John, hang on. We'll be right back.